Hi, welcome to Moments with Marilyn. I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer, the mom of 14 homeschool kids who love the Lord and love each other. Thanks for joining us today. Today we're going to talk about how to put Christ back in your Christmas. And I'm excited about this topic because we love Christmas in our home. And I want to share with you some of the ways that we do that to put Christ as the center focus of our Christmas. So before we get started, let me remind you that you can access our podcast through Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or our Facebook page or YouTube channel, wherever you choose to access your podcasts. Christmas can be commercialized, but I didn't want this for my family. I didn't want it to be all about Santa Claus and getting gifts, although we do exchange gifts, but I wanted Christ to be the focus of our Christmas. And for us, Christmas begins Thanksgiving night. (laughs) We love Christmas. We love Christmas music. We listen to Christmas music a lot. You know, I wanted my kids to marvel in Jesus Christ. I know there are some people that don't celebrate Christmas because they feel like it's too commercialized, and some are just all into the Santa thing and don't really focus on Jesus, but I really wanted to make Christ the center, the topic, for the whole month of December. And that's kind of what we set out to do so that our kids would love Jesus. You know, Jesus is worthy of our adoration. And I know in the scripture, there's a lot of times where the Lord would tell the um, Old Testament Jews to have feasts and festivals and remember things. And that's kind of what we do during the Christmas season. It's our time to remember the birth of our Lord. And that is something that we want to focus on so much. Jesus is worthy of that. So just simply, here's some things you can teach your kids about the significance of our Christmas traditions. The tree. Jesus was born for the cross. He came to die for us on a tree. In 1 Peter 2.24, it says that Jesus bore our own sins in his body on the tree. And that's what the tree reminds us of. The lights. Jesus was the light of the world. He came to be a light shining in darkness. And that's what the lights are to remind us about. We can remind our kids of these things. The star that we put at the top of our tree. God placed that special star in the sky to guide the wise men to the place where Jesus was. Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. That's why we use a star. Angels. Angels were the heavenly messengers sent by God to announce the miracle of the baby's birth. Candles. We're told to be lights on a hilltop and not to cover our light but to, under a bushel, but to let it shine to all men. That's what candles can remind us of so that men may see our good works and, wa- and then do what? Glorify our Father in heaven. And that's what it's all about is leading others to our precious Savior. What better time than Christmas? The poinsettia poinsettia, answers in Genesis. um, Recently, I learned that they tell us the poinsettia was used for Christmas as it was believed to represent the unique star of Bethlehem. Also, the red color represents the blood that Jesus sacrificed for our sins, and it blooms in the wintertime. Gifts. Jesus was the best gift ever given. You know, as his life blood flowed to the foot of the cross, so we place our tree, our gifts under the tree as a reminder of the greatest gift we ever received, the salvation of our souls. 
We love to emphasize the joy of giving to others in this season. Ornaments, ornaments, our adornment should be of Christ. God wants to decorate us with the fruit of the Spirit to make us more like Him. And I'll talk a little bit more about some of the ornaments that we've used over the years to bring our focus to Christ. Wreath, we have a wreath on our door. The wreath is a circle, and it reminds us of God's everlasting love, which never ends. And the green represents everlasting life. A candy cane. Um, there's this book, Celebrating a Christ-Centered Christmas, is still available. I checked on Amazon, and we'll give you the link to it. But it has so many good ideas about Christmas. And it has a little activity to do about the candy cane. It said the candy cane is such an old Christmas symbol, many of us have forgotten its meaning. The shape, like a shepherd's staff, symbolizes the guidance and protection of our good shepherd. Upside down, the cane forms the J for Jesus. The color red symbolizes the atoning sacrifice of Christ's shed blood. White symbolizes Christ's purity and holiness. The smaller, thin stripes represent the sacrifices one makes as a Christian. The candy cane's fragrance is is much like that of hyssop, an herb used during Bible times for therapeutic purposes. This represents the healing power of Jesus. The scripture says, by his stripes we are healed. The candy cane is sweet, and it's meant to be broken and shared, just as Jesus' body was broken for us, that we might share in his inheritance. And they suggest taking a candy cane, writing that little, what I just read you on a piece of construction paper, attaching it with a ribbon, and passing that out to people that come to your home during Christmas time to remind them why we use candy canes. So I'll talk about that book more in a minute too, but there's tons of great ideas in there. So think about the colors of Christmas. Have you ever explained them to your kids? Red represents the shed blood. Isaiah 118 says, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. White represents Christ's purity and sinlessness. Green is everlasting life. And gold symbolizes royalty. You know, memories and family traditions are the stuff life is made of. And we have the wonderful privilege of building meaningful traditions into our kids' lives. It's kind of like a glue that cements our family together in a special way. And I want to share with you some of the traditions that we've had over the year, so it might kind of get you thinking about things that you want to do with your family. Not that you would necessarily want to do things the way we did, but it will just help you get creative maybe and think about things that you can implement in your home. And this is a great book to get started. It has Advent readings. Um, It's called Celebrating a Christ-Centered Christmas, Ideas from A to Z by Sharon Janes, and it is available on Amazon. It's got Advent readings, and one thing that I did years ago when my third son was a baby I use the idea in here to make a little stuffed nativity. It gives the patterns so that you can use it to cut out your stuffed nativity um, so that the kids can actually hold, the little kids can actually hold the nativity figures. It gives patterns for Jesus and the wise men. And I did that. You make it out of fabric and then you use beans, dried beans for the bottom so that it kind of stands up. And... I made that when my third son was a baby, and he played with that thing. It helps to communicate to them 
the true significance of Christmas. They can play with that during the season. Another thing that we used, um, I found this in later years, just in a fabric store. It's the pieces of the manger scene, the nativity, that you cut out and you stuff. And you use cardboard for the bottom so it will stand up. It even has a stable that you put cardboard behind. And I made that for my kids. They had many hours of playing with it. There's a sweet little baby Jesus and a manger bed to put him in. And my kids spent so many hours reenacting the birth of Christ and the wise men coming to give their gifts. That interactive play helps make it more real to them. As a matter of fact, sometimes it makes it really real. Um, One of my daughters, one year, she cried when we actually put that back in the attic after Christmas time because she was afraid baby Jesus would get cold. So we, you know, explained to her that was not the baby Jesus, just a representation, something she could play with. But it meant a lot to the kids. It was so good for that to be down on their level for them to play with. I also, um, when my kids were really little, my oldest kids were little, I went to a ceramic shop and I bought all the pieces to a manger scene and painted it, sprayed it. That's been a part of our Christmas all these years. And when my kids got older and started leaving home and getting married and raising their own families, I bought the manger scene for them and I painted it for them, either with colors or with white, whatever they chose, so that each one of my kids can have that as a part of their family traditions now. They loved it. You know, it meant so much to them. Getting it out right after Thanksgiving to put it up for the Christmas season was such a highlight of their life. And one of my daughters just sent me a picture the other day. She got hers out, and her little four-year-old, she sent me a picture of him looking up at it as she was placing it in the cabinet. And he said, oh, Mom, it's so beautiful. I love it. (laughs) And just the look on his face, the wonder, it just helps make the birth of Christ more of a reality that kids can visualize. Instead of just being a story, it helps it become more real to them. Nativity ornaments. Um, Years ago, I found little ceramic ornaments, and I had my kids paint them. Each child got one. There were the characters of baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men, and I let the kids actually paint them, and we sprayed them, and they are still a part of our tree and a part of our traditions. The kids loved doing that, actually getting to paint them themselves. And... It's special for it was special for them during the years to get those down and hang them in a special spot on the tree. They got to hang their special little ceramic ornament. Another thing we did is the names of Jesus, and we did this in many different varieties. Sometimes we wrote the names of Jesus with glitter on red balls with glitter glue. Another time we actually crocheted the names of Jesus. I had some of the older kids do that. We have some wooden names of Jesus ornaments on our tree. And I actually found a set of ornaments that had the names of Jesus, Emmanuel, Wonderful, Counselor. So on our tree, we have a lot of different kinds of ornaments that tell the different names of Jesus. And we would talk about that. You know, why is Jesus called Emmanuel? Why is he called the light of the world? Why is he called Savior? You know, we would use those things that we use to decorate to make the reality of Jesus more understandable to little kids. 
Another thing we did is in the Thanksgiving one, I showed you a placemat that we did for Thanksgiving. Well, Oriental Trade Trading Company also has a placemat that you can make for Christmas. It's a sticker sheet, and the kids take the stickers off, put it on the sheet, and then we would have it laminated. Um, I found another option, too, with Current. They have a smaller version. And the kids loved doing that. Even very small kids will love doing that. So throughout the season, I would just find lots of activities to bring the reality of Christ before my kids. Picture ornaments. Now, we did this. It wasn't about Jesus, but we took pictures of the kids every year, and we would hang them on the tree. And even now, you know, when the kids come back or the grandkids come back, I'll show them, this was your daddy um, this year. This is what your daddy looked like. And we took pictures every year. We got some little kind of plastic ornaments or something to hang them in, and we would make that a part of our tree. And it was just, it helped our kids to remember the special Christmases in the past. And it still does. Advent calendars. We used advent calendars. Sometimes we used cardboard ones. Several years ago, um, when some of my kids started having kids, I bought wooden advent calendars and gave them to them for their families. And the kids love doing that. You open a little door and take out the piece of the manger scene one each day during the Christmas season. It's a great way to celebrate Christmas. Another thing we did is every year my husband would read a Christmas carol, Scrooge, to my kids. And we usually would turn off all the lights, just have the tree lights on and He'd have a candlestick next to him so that he could see the words. And we'd read one of the staves or chapters each week during the Christmas season. And the kids so looked forward to that. Um, he actually has a recording of that if you want to get it um, you know, on our website, Character Concepts. He talks in voices, you know, Scrooge's voice, the different kinds of voices. And our kids just so looked forward to that every year. Another thing we did is we would make a birthday cake for Jesus on Christmas Eve. We'd have a birthday cake, we'd put candles on it, and we would talk about the birth of Jesus. Another thing that we do is years ago, I found this adorable set of nativity cookie cutters. And I actually sold them. I sold my last set just last month. Um, you know, I, I purchased them in bulk and sold them to my customers. It's the nativity and we make cookies out of these nativity cookie cutters. And every year we take them to um, our neighbors. I arrange them on a, on a board. Um, there's like seven or eight cookies. The star, the angel, the shepherd, the wise man, the donkey, Mary, Joseph, and the baby. And we'd arrange them on a sheet and take them to neighbors along with a track. You know, Neighbors, everyone is more receptive to the gospel during the Christmas season. And we would use the Christmas season to help spread the gospel to those around us. And it's a great way to reach out to your neighbors and bring them a sweet treat, but also a treat that's centered on the gospel and the story of Jesus coming to earth. So every year we made those cookies. The kids would help make the sugar cookies. We'd decorate them, put them on the tray. And then also I started using the same cookie cutters to make salt and flour ornaments. And we would cut them, um, cut them out, bake them in the oven, and then I would get little paints and let the kids paint them. And we would hang them on the tree as ornaments. 
and on the back the kids would write their um, initials so they knew which one was theirs. But it's just a fun thing. We still have those that our kids made when they were little and it's a great way to reach out to others too. Sometimes we would have other kids over and would do an activity of making ornaments for their tree or making cookies to take around to the neighbors. Just a couple more resources of things that I found that I love. This is the Christmas story according to Luke and it's just the straight scripture, reading of scripture, but the illustrations are beautiful. And we actually sell this on our website, characterconcepts.com. Another book that I checked, it's still available on Amazon, is When Washington Crossed the Delaware. And if you don't know the story, you need to find out the story of how it was Christmas night when Washington took his troops and they crossed the river to Trenton and they attacked the Hessians and they won a great victory. The illustrations are beautiful. So on Christmas night, we will read this to our kids to help remember the sacrifices that others made for our freedom. And that is available on Amazon. I just checked on it this morning. So as I said, Christmas is a time when people are so much more receptive and not offended if you bring them cookies or you talk about the gospel. So we have several traditions. We Every year we do a Christmas bonfire, and I don't remember how we got started on this, but we will have a big bonfire out in our garden, and we'll invite a lot of families. We will sing Christmas carols. Um, I will usually have a pastor friend share about the significance of Christmas and how it should affect our lives. And we'll share a meal together. We usually have a potluck. People bring soups, and then we have Christmas desserts, and we have a meal together, and then go out and sing. And it's just a really fun time. It got to where people looked forward to coming to our bonfire, and we tried to invite some new people every year, but the other people we'd invited wanted to come too. So we started doing a Christmas open house. And a couple years, we did two Christmas open houses and the bonfire during the Christmas season. And I remember one year we had like 250 people to our home within a week's time. But it was great. Um, my girls loved baking Christmas goodies and we'd decorate the dining room all pretty. And um, for the open houses, we usually just had like finger foods and snacks. But it was a way to open our home to share the joy of the season with our neighbors and to get to know people too, to kind of introduce them to our family and, and have some a fun activity for them during the Christmas season. And my kids would have the privilege of serving them as guests. I was always big on having my kids serve when we had others in our home, not just go play with other kids, but you know, as they were growing up, I would have them serve our company so that they could learn to have servants' hearts. Now that we have a lot of kids who are married and they have their families, sometimes we cannot get together on Christmas Day. So sometimes we'll do it the day after or the day before. And a couple of years ago on Christmas Day, we invited some other folks who didn't have anywhere to go on Christmas Day. We had another Christmas dinner. Um, and then we went to sing carols in the nursing home. And that was such a blessing to us. I mean, we tried to be a blessing to the people, but it was a blessing because the people in the nursing home would gather and listen to the kids sing, and 
You know, sometimes they get visits during the Christmas season, but usually not on Christmas Day. So it was just good for our kids to see what it was like, to kind of feel what it was like to be people in the nursing home and to do something to encourage their day. We brought some cookies um, to them and we sang them Christmas carols. And you know, sometimes the people that um, maybe have Alzheimer's and can't remember what they ate for breakfast, they remember those Christmas carols and they would sit, sit there and sing with us. And that was just really a blessing. So as our family has grown, we've had to reach out and find other ways to do things. And that's one of the, the things that we did. Um, so let me just, oh, also, okay, the cookies that we made, the nativity cookies, every year, um, since probably 15 or 20 years ago, we started making a plate of cookies, getting a tray from the Dollar Tree, and have all different kinds of cookies. We would bring them to the emergency service people in our community, the sheriff's department, um, the fire station. I would get my kids, or later in later years, my grandkids together. We would make the cookies. I would have the kids write letters of gratefulness for the services that these people provide all year long for us just to let them know we appreciate them. We are grateful for you. And I would have all the kids write a message thanking them for being there for us all year long. And then we would take a track and we would deliver the cookies to the different places. Um, we've, I tell about that in Character for Action, which is chock full of ideas of teaching your kids to serve others. But the Sheriff's Department, they know us by name now. We go there every year, they say, Hi, Mrs. Boyer, and you know I'll bring the kids in, and the sheriff will come out and see the cookies that the kids make, and it's just um, a way to reach out to others and and to appreciate what they do for us. So we're getting ready to do that again this year. One year we went to the fire station too, and unexpectedly the firemen asked if the kids wanted to see the fire trucks and. They let them try on the fire hats and the fire coats and they explain what they do to get ready for fire and they let the kids sit in the fire trucks and it was just a blessing, an unexpected blessing for our kids. So we will do that again this year, uh, especially this year where there's a lot of people you know, wanting to defund police and everything. We want to let them know we appreciate you and, and uh, we appreciate what you do all year long. So. You know, just use Christmas to reach out. Oh, let me tell you one other idea. As our kids were growing up, um, there were kids in the neighborhood that were not Christians. So one idea that we did for several years, I bought picture Bibles. If you're not familiar with that, it's a pretty thick book that follows the stories through Scripture. It uses realistic but kind of cartoon-like captions, um, and it tells the story of the the Bible, all the different stories of the Bible. So I would buy them and we would wrap them up and I would have the kids take them to other kids in the neighborhood for as a Christmas gift. And you know, who knows how that affected those kids. Sometimes we see some of those kids now that are adults and they think well of our family because you know we reached out to them, we gave them gifts. Every year we tried to give them either some kind of goodie or some kind of gift. But it was a non-offensive way at Christmas to share the stories of the Bible with them. 
So just, you know, put on your thinking cap and get your creative juices going and think of ways that you can make Christ the center of your Christmas. You know, if there's one time a year that our family really enjoys, it's Christmas. We're all about Christmas. We start Christmas early. We love Christmas. But Christmas is not about presents. It's about Christ. We do give gifts. We draw names now that we have like, I think it's 44 people in our family. So we don't try to give a gift for everybody. We draw names. And that in itself is kind of fun because like the grandkids might be assigned or their parents might be assigned to one of the other grandkids and they'll help their parents shop and think about what kind of gift that child would like to receive. But like I say, the gifts we do, but it's not our focus. Our focus is Christ. We do activities all, all season long to make Christ the focus of our Christmas. And I hope that you guys can do the same thing. And you know what? If you do that, we would love to hear your ideas because we're open to building new traditions and starting new things. We love Christmas. We'd love new ideas. So thanks for joining us today. And remember, any time you spend teaching your kids the Word of God is not wasted. Please visit us on our website. It's characterconcepts.com. We have curriculum, character curriculum from preschool through high school. We have history resources. We have things to help you in your journey. We also have a blog, characterconceptsblog.com, where you can find lots of articles to help you raise kids of character. Thanks for joining us today. See you next week.